What's going on? Hey, Zach, how you doing? Back in the shed again. Yep. Yeah. I've told you time and time again to keep my fucking name, name out, out of your, your fucking, fucking mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I've been saying that. I've been saying that literally like the last couple of days, like nonstop, just like, you know, when, in reference to anybody, just like keep their name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> um. So if you haven't guessed already, the Oscars just happened. And we we briefly touched on it when talking yeah, about we, the movie we watched Sunday night. Yeah, which you may not hear that review because it was not that good. And the Oscars, <laughs> um, we the one that won, we didn't really know. We didn't watch it out of all the films we reviewed. Yeah, Coda. It. it just seemed like I'm I'm sorry. It just seemed like such a boring movie about like you maybe know. you're judging too quickly because you know you said the same thing. Well, actually, I would say the movie was kind of boring. You didn't want to watch The Power of the Dog. Yeah, that's You true. judged that one before, and I watched that one on my own, and uh, it was kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it wasn't right. bad. I, I, guess, I guess it wasn't bad, like, you know, as like a, from like a writing standpoint, like the screenwriting and the screenplay, I guess, was good. Right. Um, um, I mean, you always talk about how you like slow burn stuff too. Yeah. This Power of the Dog was definitely a slow burn. All right, maybe I'll have to, I'll have to give that a watch. Um, you know, but I kind of personally felt it was a bit boring, but um, maybe a bit more engaging than um, than um, what Coda is, would Coda, be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I haven't seen Coda so. Mm. But Coda's been overshadowed. Been Coda's over great win yeah. in the Oscars. Coda's beautiful win was it's, overshadowed, it's overshadowed by probably. <laughs> I mean, like, because I, I usually watch the Oscars every year. I usually do. I'm like, I, I, you know, you always sit and cringe through like just like kind of like the the force. Like, hey, I've, we're all we're celebrities, but we're goofy. I've <laughs> proudly never watched sat down and watched the obviously I've seen clips and stuff from Oscars past but I've proudly never in my life sat down and watched the Oscars wow what a hero yeah um so and uh who does do you know anybody that I mean I, 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 still, I know I know you said you did but like the only other people I can think of that like watch on a yearly basis is like you and my mom and her friends. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... They, like, they have, like, oh, it's like, you know, married middle-aged women viewing parties. Yeah, and, and, Zach, and as Zach has mentioned before, he thinks that I have all the taste of a middle-aged woman um, because of my love for shitty reality TV and, um, <laughs> and I guess the Oscars. I, I don't have, like, a love for the Oscars. It's more so, like, I like... I like the competition of it, if that's mm. a weird... Because uh, it's, like, the only time where movies kind of get put into a competition, you know? Yeah. Is, like, when these award shows come out. So that's, like, the kind of part that I always find. I just, like, kind of want to know who wins. I don't really care about, like... Unless there's, like, someone cool performing, I'll be like, oh, that's, like, a cool performance. But most of the time, it's shitty jokes. It's... Pe- Except when it's Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky Gervais was actually really good, <laughs> dude. He was he was awesome. I mean, like, he was... Yeah. Anyway. But the point is, uh, obviously, you've probably heard at this point about the... Uh, about Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. Um, 
it was something that stopped us in our tracks and we were first off I think I yeah I, I just opened we were sitting here chilling I just opened Twitter and that was like the first thing that came up and I was like dude no way <laughs> so I also kind of want to bring up this point which I think is interesting is that how in the beginning we were like is this fake? Is this yeah. real? And you know what's weird? Like after yeah, it kept after, being like like looking at how Will Smith yelled and Chris Rock's reaction. I'm like, if they're like faking this, if they're acting, they're, they're the greatest really actors of all good. time. And that makes you be like, okay. And it's probably I mean, real. Will Smith's obviously a good actor, but sure. I've never pegged him as like you know a, a craftsman, you know, as, sure. as an actor, like you know, like someone like Daniel Day Lewis or you know Willem Dafoe. Like Will Will Smith is, you know, he he does he does fine in his roles, but it's more like himself that I think sells. Yeah, his he's roles. just his like charisma. naturally charismatic. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, like, you watch a movie with Will Smith in it, it's like that's Will Smith playing yeah, that character. Yeah, he, he commands a pre- he commands yeah. a presence for sure. I mean, like. <clears throat> When I was, like, young, I mean, like, I Am Legend came out, and that was, like, a oh, huge... Yeah, I I that Legend. was a... Like, you know he had 10 back-to-back $100 million grossing movies? Really? Yeah. I Am Legend based off of... Um, back-to-back... Sorry, 10 back-to-back. 10 back-to-back? Wow. Over a $100 re- uh, release... $100 million releases. That's pretty impressive, yeah. I mean, like, his name definitely commands just, like... Sure. I mean, if you have Will Smith, even if it's something fucking stupid, like Hitch, or that superhero movie he was in, I can't remember Hancock. what it was called. Hancock. Yeah, like, you know, that weren't, it like, good so movies. It was so bad. You know, they still do really well, because it's Will Smith, Hitch is, you know? Hitch is kind of... It's, like, goofy, but it has, like, some funny moments, but, like, yeah, it's not, like, you know, something, like, it's not, like, high art. <laughs> you know? Whoa, high art. What's Will Smith? What's your favorite Will Smith movie? Um, I like, Indep- I like I him in an Independence yeah. Day. I think that's one of his best. I think him in Bad Boys, he was, he was pretty I've good. I've never seen it. I like, I like him in Bad Boys. Like, you know, it's, like, goofy cop movie, but, you know, he, he he's good in it. Um, I liked the Men in Black 1 and 2 a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go with Men in Black for <clears throat> Independence Day. Um, I'd say I'd say also. I mean, I haven't watched it in like years, but um, I I'd say I I like I said I really enjoyed uh the Wild Wild West. What can he, where he raps at them and he's like <laughs> the Wild Wild, Wild, Wild West. West with the whippy eight. Um, <laughs> no, uh, is uh. I am Legend. Yeah. That was like one when I was younger. I was like, this is a cool. <laughs> oh well. Oh. Obviously, like I as a kid, and I think you would be the same. Like we both enjoyed the Fresh Prince of Bel Air as kids. Mm, mm, I mean, that yeah. was a, you know, that was a, that was a, a great show. Yeah, and he was awesome in that. Yeah, um, I'm just like looking at. And he his, essentially played <clears throat> himself. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like even at that young age, like he was very, very, very charismatic. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm I'm looking at um, so recently there hasn't been a lot of good ones. He was it was reported for the movie. Um, oh, what is it called? It was for Netflix. Um, for, I can't I can't remember, but it was this movie where like it was like it was it was billed as like oh it's called Bright. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah where yeah. it was like training day, but like with mythological f- like yeah. creatures and I've shit. Only, I've seen the cover it's advertised like, to me like a hundred times, yeah. and I'm like, this looks stupid. Orcs are like Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's literally that's literally like the whole the whole like yeah. Like, like the cover is like Will Smith like in you know cop regalia holding a gun, and then next to him is like yeah some elfish <laughs> minotaurs are the Asians, yeah. <laughs> and the and the elf is also holding a gun yeah. and pointing it and I'm like what the fuck is this supposed to be no thanks like I'm trying to think of like the, la- the last good movie like I saw him in that I liked I'm looking through I, I think it's literally to- I Am Legend in 2007 cause like after that like it's just like it's a lot of like like he was in Suicide Squad but that movie sucked he was like the only good part of it but it sucked he was in this movie called Gemini Man where he was like he was like uh, he was like trying to hunt a younger version of himself hmm. or like a younger version of himself was hunting an older version of himself. It's like kind of like sci-fi. <laughs> it was so dumb, dude. It was so dumb. Um, and, you know, I guess, well, King Richard, but we didn't watch. That yeah, I actually, I actually heard it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, but, I just kind of like, I was like, kind of like a movie about Serena Williams dad, like, why do I give a fuck kind of yeah. reaction to that? Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I guess Serena Williams is, is cool, but I, I don't care about her dad at all, you know. Don't you want to know about a famous person's relevant <laughs> dad? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, let's um let's oh the part I wanted to talk about whether or not it was real or not. Mm-hmm. I think it's like kind of like a statement of like of like how bad the internet has kind of like broken us to the point where like you know we assume a lot is fake. Well, you got to remember this is at the Oscars too, filled yeah. with a lot of actors. You know, yeah. so I think like you know people wouldn't put it past the Oscars to maybe do some bit. I think where where it's like okay, this seems real is like the the because Chris Rock's joke is kind of bad, but it could have still been a joke and you heard people in yeah, the audience It was not a funny joke. We as, unanimously think that yeah, it was it not a funny. Yeah, it was that good of a joke. No. Yeah. Like if that if that was just said and nothing else happened, it wouldn't be that funny. It's a throwaway. What makes it funny is, you know, and and this is why even people in the audience there were laughing as like Will Smith walked up and slapped Chris Rock. And then people continued to laugh. And if I could see that being he scripted. Wa- he walked up like Stone Cold entering the <laughs> ring, dude. He I, really did. I, I could see that part being scripted, right? Like, you know, like, oh, you know, maybe Chris Rock pulled him aside. He's like, hey, I'm going to make a, 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 a fucking, you know, half-ass joke about G.I. Jane and, you know, directed at your wife. How about you walk up and, 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 and slap me and then that'll be, make the joke even funnier, you know? Right. And which it does. It does yeah. objectively make it funnier. But then when he goes back and he sits down and he starts screaming. Then you're and like. And then just like, okay, that sounds like he's genuinely pissed. Yeah. And then Chris Rock's reaction, the way, another reason you can, I feel like you can tell it's not scripted is because Chris Rock is like literally shook. And if yeah. they were scripting this moment, why would they like like people like, were so- Chris Rock like flailing in the wind? People like were that? so shocked to the point where it was like it, Will Smith might as well have gotten up on stage and pulled down <laughs> pulled down his trousers and taken a giant dookie on the stage. <laughs> like that's how shocked people were. Like. I just think, you know, maybe, like, Will Smith, you know, most people don't have Will Smith in their mind as, like, you know, a crazy person or whatever, you know, so I think the fact, too, that it was Will Smith, like, you know, 
Kanye West, if Kanye West did something like this, people would be like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be a little bit more predictable. Well, Kanye is actually banned from the Grammys, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> funnily enough. Um, so, the tweet, one thing I tweeted, because Twitter was on fire after this oh, happened. Oh, dude, Twitter was popping <laughs> off. And I was like, a new meme is born. And Van sent me Van sent me something where he's like, finally we can retire like the Batman slapping Robin meme. <laughs> and now they'll just be girls. <laughs> and that's... It's like it's like the like remember like uh, the Jordan crying meme mm-hmm. where it was like a really vulnerable moment and he like cries and goes like oh I don't know what he was crying about yeah, he's like oh, ba- oh basketball <laughs> 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 and then you know all, forever he was memed as the cry, you know the crying Jordan mm-hmm. that was like you know yeah. that was a good meme yeah. But and it's still used in sports a lot. Too, sure, yeah. Know, like but this this tanking. one, this meme, I can already tell it's gonna have some staying power because yeah. first off, it's Will Smith and Chris Rock. It's a real moment. Mm-hmm. It's wild, <laughs> and you know, you know, the one thing I asked. Um, oh, I did see somebody say, funny enough, when I brought up Twitter, somebody said Twitter was made for moments like this. And I'm like, okay, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, the one question I asked, and, um, you know, I didn't want to imply that, like, you know, Will Smith and Hinged are crazy, but, like, my kind of, and I actually do feel bad for him. What does Hollywood I, um, do to black men? Yeah, like, what does <laughs> the entertainment industry do to ultra-famous black men to make them lose their minds? Like, you have Michael Jackson, for example. Yeah. O.J. Simpson. Kanye West, who we've talked about repeatedly on this show. Yeah. And, you know, even Will like, so I'm not saying Will Smith's insane, you know, um, or even what he did was that crazy. Um, but I, I do think, like, there is, like, just... A, the amount of exploitation yeah. that ultra famous black men are, you know, um, you know, uh, subject to, yeah, exactly. Subjected to is just kind of drives them a little batty. Like it really, the entertainment sure. industry really does chew them up and spit them well, out. I think, and, I think that honestly, the, I, I, I see what you're saying and I know you're not like saying it like as like a yeah, racist thing. You're saying it like, like what you're more so like what the fuck is Hollywood doing to black entertainers yeah, <laughs> like yeah. to, to basically uh, dr- Martin yeah. Lawrence was another famous example Martin Lawrence super popular and at one point was uh, running down the sh- running down Hollywood Boulevard n- butt ass naked yeah. just because you know yeah because I mean like I'm not saying you know Will Smith's insane or and I actually do feel bad for him because I do what what makes me kind of like in his in his speech after he won the award so yeah. he did that and then yeah, won the dude, award for that is the fu- that is the funniest part about <laughs> it is that is that i think they sat him that close to the stage because he would you, you yeah. know they knew he was gonna win mm-hmm. like you said they but he was like right up on the stage yeah. like i was like where did this mo- how does motherfucker get all the way how did he like anyway um but yeah, you know, uh, I think, yeah, he, I think it's more of a statement of just like what like the media machine does to celebrities. Well, like what, he did say something in his he acceptance said, like, speech. People always talking crazy about you. Yeah, he's, well, yeah, so he said something where he's like a lot of times, you know, yeah, people, you know, say things about you. They talk shit about you. Your life's constantly in this spotlight. Everything you do is up for criticism and scrutiny and mockery. And he's like, you know, yeah. and he's like, when you're in this position, you know, you're just kind of expected to like kind of laugh and take it, you know? Yeah, and he's take like, it on sometimes, the chin. like, you know, 
that shit gets to you and you kind of just yeah. you've had enough. Well, also not to mention and I think it's it is important because like I said I kind of informed you on the past Will Smith drama um that um he his wife was sleeping with another man who was uh. her son's friend, which is very sus. Wait, that guy's her son's friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it even more fucked. Yeah. And um basically that's why a lot of people are calling Will Smith like a cuck. Let's also not forget that Will Smith has a self-identified emo daughter, too, so... That's true. That's true. Very brave. Very brave. <laughs> Iconic emo Willow Smith. <laughs> Where did you get that from? She's straight up... She says she's emo, or yeah. what? Yeah, you know that? yeah, no, yeah. that's funny. She has a song out right now with with MGK called "Emo Girl" and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I swear. Yeah, you didn't know that? I no, I haven't yeah, listened yeah. to the new and MGK. She, she yet. definitely like you know dresses and you know uh, whatever. She's rocking presents, a shaped head uh, as presents well. Presents as you know, I'm not really one for labels like that. Like, but you know. It's it's popular right now too. Like emos had its revival in, yeah. in the past few years. And okay, we're way so, off topic now. We're talking about yeah. the emo revival. But, um, <laughs> point is, Will Smith is self-identified as emo, so that you know that also has Will Smith stressing in his personal. Yeah, <laughs> and his son might be gay, kinda. You think? Know. Yeah. Well, like there was like this whole thing where like he was like like him and Tyler were like Tyler the Creator were mm. like acting hella gay. That could just be cloud chasing. I think because also like being gay or bisexual is also kind of like in vogue for performers a lot of times, especially male performers. There's actually a term for it. Mm. Um, it's called gay baiting. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's where where you like you're like, oh, I'm just so slutty, but no, no. And they never commit all the way. They're always like, oh, I gotta admit something, guys. I'm bisexual, you know. And it's always like, okay, yeah. All right, now we're now we're turning into like the Ben Shapiro hour. (laughs) It's not Ben Shapiro. Hour, you can call out what you think of as like kind of phoniness or or yeah, just no, performance. I, I, I get what you're. I know I'm just making a joke, but yeah. So um, yeah. So what I think it's important to bring up the whole affair thing is that Will Smith's manhood was publicly called into mm-hmm. question, yeah. right? It was like yeah. To add to his point, like this is what he's talking about: his personal life under constant scrutiny and subject to mockery. Right. Yeah. And you know, and I can I can I can sympathize with that. I think that the fact that you know he's for also there's also a side note, they're kind of like in and out of Scientology. Oh yeah. 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 So so you know that's like another yeah. <laughs> that's like another that's another layer. <laughs> I guess his Thetan he hadn't reached clear yet. His Thetan levels oh, man, are his too much. Thetan levels must have been off the charts Dude. on Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> so um I also, I, I, it's just funny to me how he got basically the talk from Black Hollywood in the commercial break where, you know, it was Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry mm-hmm. and Bradley Cooper, funny enough, I really? saw too. Mm-hmm. Um, ally. <laughs> and uh they and then Denzel Washington said the most Denzel Washington thing. He's like, at your highest moment, 
That's when the that's when the, you know, moment, that's when the devil comes in. <laughs> I can't do an impersonation. Yeah. I tried. He I sounded tried. like a soft voice <laughs> or like Midwesterner. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But it was a half-hearted attempt. Anyway, but, but like when we were watching this, I was saying like I'm like you know what like. Um, Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry probably the reasons that they came to console him is probably they understand yeah. best of all what it's yeah. like to be in his position no, totally. other like you know very famous black men in the you know Hollywood world yeah. you know so like if anything like you know they probably understood and felt for him yeah. and, and I look, feel for him I'm sympathetic towards Will Smith like I under like I've had moments like I that where too. like I, a joke's made and maybe it's not that bad but you know it just it just hits you the wrong way I mean do you remember, and, and, you remember and, and you, and you kind of just get fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah, you remember you remember this one time mm-hmm. where one you and another friend made a joke yeah. about me. Who and was the, this other friend? Our, being too vague. Our, our, our friend who moved away. Patrick. No, no, no. The, Andrew. The one I the one I'm no longer friends with. Andreas. Yeah. Um, Andreas, if you're listening. Shout out. <laughs> Shout um, out to Andreas. One time, Great guy. Love y- him. Zach, and, Zach and Andreas were making a joke, a, a joke, and I just... I What was the joke? I'm, I don't even remember. Big, I can't remember. I don't remember either, mm, but I just remember really Andreas's laughing put me so over the edge mm-hmm. that I, I punched him in the <laughs> face. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very human moment, you know, yeah. like, even, like, people keep, like, hella, like, I see people hella, like, By the way, know, I'm not saying, proud of that. Like, scrutinizing Will Smith and saying, like, oh, his woman, his his wife is, is, is controlling him because, oh, yeah. he was laughing first and she had her eye roll and, like, are acting like, you know, she's, like, you know, he's, like, a dog and, you know, Yeah, and then, pe- and then like, people aren't acting like they haven't laughed off something yeah, that, yeah, that was first, super yeah. uncomfortable yeah, in the moment. seriously, I've done that before yeah, where something's said and I don't like it, but I just don't want to make a thing out of it, so I laugh. And then and then once you've had a moment to kind of think about it, you're like, no, what? F- no, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it was a very, like, honestly, a human moment. I, you know, all the fucking, you know, like fucking pansies too that are running around being like violence is never okay okay violence yeah we got it we gotta get to answer. this so it was a simple slab chris rock barely fucking flinched he didn't fall nobody died there's no blood you know yeah people are acting like will smith ragdolled him like will smith towering over tiny chris <laughs> will smith towering over tiny it was chris a great rock slap, one of the best the slaps be- I've okay been let's 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 talk about the slap because honestly that that slap was perfect form. That he like he. That's what I said to he you when cor- we it. He uncorked and he had a hand up as a guard. He was like, Kah! "Oh, so now I said this to you when we watched it, but now that you've heard Hassan talk about it, now no. all of a sudden, no. now all of a sudden you you agreed. No, when I, I said I just said when we first watched it, I was like, that's actually a pretty solid strike. There's a, a good solid follow through yeah. and a, and the twisting of well, his body. You know, like he's definitely but, gotten he's definitely gotten like fight training for like movies yeah, and stuff course, like that. So yeah. you know it's. Um, but I actually want to stop real quick and I want to play this quick clip of Jim Carrey on his views 
of what happened because it, it perfectly sums up like that whole violence, you know, uh, oh, you know, vi- this violence is so bad and so crazy. <laughs> and oh my God, my children were Bro, watching. People don't act like acting like they didn't watch fucking Game of Thrones for eight Straight years, which was up. like a fucking one of the most violent TV shows yeah. I've ever fucking Dude, one of the seen most on popular, TV. one of the most popular TV shows in the modern era was 24, where a guy who oh, was yeah. a counter- Jack ins- was a counterinsurgency agent, <laughs> agent who would straight up torture people. <laughs> Quick side tangent about about twenty four. I don't know why, but my roommate freshman year of college loved twenty four, and he left twenty four playing. Like even when he wasn't in the room, his TV constantly had twenty four <laughs> <laughs> playing on it. I'm Jack Bauer. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way I know about twenty four. I've never willingly watched twenty four. Yeah, it's just like you know, just like. You know, like American But the point is, like, yeah, there's tons of violent stuff on TV. And then this, like, kind of... A slap is a slap. You know, this kind of fucking... Also, people are... It's not anything to be outraged or indignant about. And people are acting like they haven't known each other for, like, 20, possibly 30 years at this point. You know what I mean? Like... It's and they violence is never the answer, boss. Violence is never... So here, I'm going to cut in that quick. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless, en masse. And uh, it just, it really felt like, oh, this is a really clear indication that uh, we're not the cool club anymore. Jim Carrey weighing in on Will Smith's Oscar controversy during a new interview with Gail King for CBS Morning. They asked Chris, do you want to file charges? And Chris apparently said, no, he did not. He doesn't want the hassle. I, I'd have, I'd have uh, for, announced this morning that I was suing Will for $200 million because that video is going to be there forever. It's going to be ubiquitous. Jim Carrey was on hand promoting his new movie, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, but yeah, he made it clear how he felt about Will Smith's actions on Sunday night. You do not have the right to, to walk up on stage and smack somebody in the face because they said words. So we just watched that clip. Um, Jim Carrey, I'm sickened. I'm sickened. Sickened. I would come be, on. Come it was dude. funny. It dude, was funny. It if was anything, funny. It's funny. Dude, it's funny. Okay, here's the thing. The whole situation's funny. Uh, yeah. Like like you said in the beginning, the joke itself on its own is not that funny. Not funny. Barely funny. Barely funny. On, the, on its best stretch of what 30 it 30-year-old reference to, an, <laughs> to a 90s movie. So, uh, yeah, I didn't even get it at first. You had to explain it to me, what, what G.I. Jane is. And, and, but like us, for us spectating at home, like the whole situation, the hit, him screaming, you know, the whole thing's funny. I don't think either of them are in the right or in the wrong. You know, I think it's just like a situation between two people. Somebody yeah. said a, a biting joke. Somebody got mad and, 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 and slapped somebody. Feelings but then, got hurt. Yeah. But then to sit there and like fucking virtue signal, like all, like a lot of these celebrities are virtue signal and act all holier than thou and be like, I'm sick and violence is never the answer. Oh my you know? God. Yeah. It's so disgusting. I can't believe what Hollywood has become. <laughs> and then here's the other thing. He kind of mentioned it but he's like he's like yeah well he probably didn't want the hassle or oh yeah or they said chris rock said i'm not gonna press charges because why would he if that happened to me you know my i wouldn't well, press charges yeah. over a slap well, there's like, first off me? there's that and second off there's like you know how black men get treated by the cops in america yeah. even though they are rich yeah but still you know 
I'm sure they both have similar sentiments on that part. So they're like, yeah, why get the why get the cop? Also, it's gonna be kind of a bitch move. Yeah, if he for a slap, for a slap, it's kind of a bitch move. All right, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to like you know put someone down, but it's kind of a bitch move. It would be, but he didn't. He didn't, and and it wasn't like a, and it wasn't a punch. It was purely a a mode of disrespect. Yes, was it violent? Sure. Should someone violent? (laughs) Okay, but sure. But we're, I, uh, I here's slap here's, myself on a daily basis. I know. Here, <laughs> here's the thing, though, is that pe- like <clears throat> the grandstanding is gross. That people are doing, like, oh, the cops should be involved. All that the shit. Police. Imagine the police responding to the Grammys or the fucking Oscars and going in there and arresting Will Smith yeah. over that. Yeah, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. And um, the indignation of, of like Jim Carrey being sickened. He should press charges. I can't believe what we've become. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I, I just it's just it's just gross. And I like ultimately like I feel really bad for Will Smith. Like after mm. watching his acceptance speech, which, by the way, was really weird. Yeah, it was he's re- crying. He was and like he's talking about how protecting the people yeah. on set, and I'm like, well, from who? Who are you protecting these people? <laughs> talking is there, about protect- is Harvey Weinstein like in the way? Well, like, like- he kept saying like he's like you know Richard was a fierce defender of his family and a fierce protector. You know, I think a lot of it was him trying to explain himself. You know, yeah, like but he didn't. He should have been like, I apologize to Chris yeah, Rock. Yeah, he, that would have been needed, a lot more amicable yeah. if he just went up there and looked and was but like, but he's look, like, I apologize I to the lost academy. My temper. That's what you see. Yeah. I apologize to the academy, and then later, you know, a day later, he's yeah. like, he's like, oh, I apologize to Chris. Well, Rock. late apology is better than no apology. I guess so. I guess. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> it's. Uh, you know, like I said, everyone's had a, a take on it. Some of them very cringe. We were talking about some of them before it started. Uh, the, the, the okay, here's a weird. Some of the weird ones I see. Everybody. Judd seems Apatow to me, was the one. Oh that yeah, Judd able- Apatow had the one where he's like, he could have been killed. Bro, <laughs> the audacity, dude, to to act like someone could be fucking killed. The the other weird thing because. Like you said, it's two black men. Is a lot of people online are like trying to make a racial thing out of this. Oh god! Like it does not. It does not have to go there. No, it doesn't have just, to go there. It's literally just. This like, doesn't have to be a racial thing. This doesn't have to be a sit down and reexamine. The only you know, the only thing where I will be like, there's a racial thing, and it's something that I don't understand, but I know it's something that's important. Is that there's a very important relationship between black women and their hair. Yeah. I don't know much about it because I'm a white guy. Yeah. But I actually, kn- is it Chris Rock? I think Chris Rock yes, uh, did yes, a documentary he, yes, he called did. Good Hair. Good about, Hair. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dude, what wow, a pull. Yeah. What a pull, dude. You're surprising. <laughs> dude, I'm usually the one with these pulls. Yeah, dude. Good, good shit. Yes, exactly. So there is. So there is like a part of it where it's it's like a, a deeper yeah, level yeah. where us two yeah, white, white the, boys can't really make it, you know, because we don't know yeah. about like the well, like a lot of th- parts our members in that documentary is you know he oh goes you actually to, watched it yeah yeah so i've seen that yeah oh, yeah. yeah like he talks about how like he has daughters and he went yeah yeah it actually was like an interesting look at like how you know um black people try like how 
you know, there's this idea of like how that holds up like whiteness kind of as the standard. Right. And so like the idea is because he went there and he's like, I want my daughters to feel comfortable with the hair they have. And, you know, and he goes and like looks at all the weaves, you know, that are made for black women that essentially makes their hair look more Caucasian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it gets yeah. straighter and it's, you know, most of the time. Right. It's, you know, it's more like being proud of your yeah. natural hair. Yeah, like, that's exactly. why they call like the yeah. Afro, like the all natural. It's yeah. like, you know, it's so, yeah. So there's there's a lot there's that aspect to it which uh, is Chris Rock's career built on women's hair. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and also, by the way, not and to he mention, he still has one of my favorite stand-ups of all time. Chris Rock's Never Scared. Oh yeah, that, it's so great. It's such a good one. It's such a good one. I and Chris Rock's is Chris Rock's. I mean, his last special wasn't bad. It was called like Tambourine. Mm-hmm. He he described his marriage as like you're just playing the tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, it was it was it was good. Um, also, side note, his uh, tour went on sale and. It's sold out quick. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to go see Chris Rock Look, now. the rich get richer, all right? He's got to make a joke about it. Like, he's, he's, oh, yeah. he's probably went home that night and started writing the bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely... It's like... It's like when Louis came back from all of his allegations, he had to make a bit yeah, on, yeah. like, kind of addressing <laughs> it, or else... It's like, it's so, the, actually, interestingly enough, there was an, uh, uh, um, an incident... After okay, so there's Eddie Murphy Raw and then Eddie Murphy Delirious, right? Mm. But there was an incident after Delirious where he got uh, caught um, taking a trans woman hooker mm-hmm. in his car. I've heard this story. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, "Oh, I was just giving her a ride," <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he never came back to stand up and. It kind of looks like in hindsight that he didn't really want to address that. And he mm. felt and at the time, if he wanted to come out with another special, he would ha- would have had to address yeah. it. So so I would assume that Chris Rock is definitely going to have a banger joke. He better have <laughs> yeah. a good joke about it for fuck's sake. Um, but yeah. Uh, OK, but this is really talk quickly talk about all the comparisons to Putin and Zelensky. All right. <laughs> okay, my one of my favorite takes is all the people that are like, I can't believe that 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 there's all this in, in bloody war happening in Ukraine and yet they're the us here in America we're so privileged that we're we're focused on Will Smith and Chris Rock. Okay, Robin. well there's that. <laughs> and then there's the other one saying That's just fucking silly. Yeah. Like, yeah, something happened in the news like are we supposed to like ignore everything else and just be hyper you know fixated what's on Ukraine? It reminds me of a story in my own life when um when Ro- it was right after Robin Williams died. I think I told you about this mm. story. Um, it was right after Robin Williams died and it was like in the summer and I saw this one dude and it was someone when I was rushing a fraternity, I had to like friend all of them on Facebook, which I thought was so dumb. And so I, I saw one of his posts and he was like, he was like, oh, people are out here being like, oh, Robin Williams dead. Which, by the way, he committed suicide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you and know? he had some, also, he had some, like, brain degenerative uh, yeah. neurological disease, yeah. too. Yeah, so it's a very sad story, okay? And then this dude's like, well, no one's caring about the problems in Israel and Palestine, in Palestine, but everyone wants to talk about Robin Williams. I'm like, first off, you're More just like indignation and sanctimonious. Yeah, bullshit, dude. And then know? the guy, interestingly enough, I was like, I'm like, yeah, okay. So I was like, stop giving yourself a self suck, <laughs> and and can't people 
can't people compartmentalize and can't people feel yeah. sorry for one and feel bad for the other? But yeah. just in this moment, be like, hey, it's sad that some dude who... At least in my age, there's a couple movies I can think of that were Robin Williams movies that I loved when I was a kid, like um, Jumanji. I loved that movie as a kid and, you know, many others. But the point is, is that like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, like people want to be like, you know, um, here, I'm putting my serious glasses on and people being like, well, you know. Yeah, I guess you could care about this inane issue of Chris Rock, of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. But what about what's going on in Ukraine? And okay, <laughs> you simpleton, so easily distracted Ma by slapstick. People are literally smoldering in Mariupol, and you are caring about <laughs> some slap. Oh, how mundane! It's like, bro, like go fuck yourself. All right. I, I always like, want to meet those people. Like, do you know how the news works? Do you know how the media works? Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, but. Like, the mindset is like, hey, I can't just, like, can I just sit here and then digest this, like, media spectacle moment? There's, have you heard that this, uh, there's, like, some people that are like, oh, Putin paid uh, Will oh, Smith God. to slap Chris Rock to distract from the Ukraine invasion. Well, just on a side note, <laughs> Putin I mean. contacted Will well, Smith I mean, prior Putin, to Putin did say that he's being canceled by J.K. <laughs> Rowling, so, you know. <laughs> Putin has his hands all over. Yeah. All over. He's. <laughs> yeah, so, um. All right, well, kind of like transitioning, unless you had anything else you kind of wanted to bring up nah, about this. I think this. we've been on it enough. Okay, well, what I, what I wanted to talk about was other interesting Oscar moments mm. that at the time didn't really like get a lot of buzz until much later, you know, when um, mentalities have changed, obviously, because in the moment, um, you know, they just saw it as like, Oh, this is like some kind of, you know, what is this? What is this? Like some kind of place. So the first thing I'll bring up is there was a native American woman when Marlon Brando, um, when Marlon, sorry about that. Um, when Marlon Brando won his Oscar for mm. um, <clears throat> the, Godfather. the Godfather in 1973, uh, Sachin Littlefeather um, went up, and she was an actress and civil rights activist, um, a Native American actor. She uh, was booed by Hollywood at the Oscars. After being mocked by Clint Eastwood and almost physically assaulted by John Wayne. <laughs> okay? And so what you're thinking is, oh, what did she say? Well, let's, uh... My name is Sasheen Littlefeather. I'm Apache, and I'm president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you in a very long speech, which I cannot share with you presently because of time, but I will be glad to share with the press afterwards that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry, excuse me, and on television, in movie reruns, and also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I beg at this time that I have not intruded upon this evening, 
and that we will, in the future, our hearts and our understandings will meet with love and generosity. Thank you on behalf of Marlon Brando. So yeah, so you had remarked that you're like, wow, this is interesting. I'd never seen this before. Yeah. It's wild, right? It's an old school yeah, thing. Yeah, it's definitely. from 1973. So. Yeah, it looks old. <clears throat> they sound old. The way they're talking, you know, the guy, the guy that announces that Oscar award has a voice like, "Yes, for the uh, best Oscar for the best actor." Yes, yeah, so I got a big ass <laughs> bow tie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, in the clip, Mar- uh, Marie, oh, what was her name again? Sashin Little Feather. Yeah, <clears throat> was basically she- just saying, "Hey." I wish Native Americans had better representation yeah, in like, movies. Instead of making them into like stereotypes and, and caricatures yeah, exactly. and like kind of making a mockery of Native right. Americans and, and films from that era de- most definitely did do yeah. that. You know? Or, yeah, totally. You know, made them look barbaric or yeah. savage yeah, or was other just word goofy. Yeah. You know? Later on in the show, Clint Eastwood went on stage to present the Best Film Award and mocked Littlefeather saying... He was presenting the award on behalf of all the cowboys shot and all the John Ford Westerns. God, so what, brave. So brave, dude. <laughs> You're so brave. Cry Macho. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the the interesting uh thing was I kinda I kinda gave you a little taste of what it was, but This is her retelling. Mm -hmm. I was escorted off that stage by some armed guards. Luckily so, because John Wayne was waiting in the wings, ready to go on and pull me off the stage. He had to be held back by six security men because he was so outraged at what I had said. How could you do that? (laughs) How could you say that? Native Americans aren't painful, baby! I'm John Wayne! I'm in the Westerns! I know them! I know so much more <laughs> about Native American engines. First off, we call them engines. I'm an ally to the engines. All right, <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. It's crazy. It's it's absolutely. I know that was exactly directed at me. <laughs> I mean, John Wayne's a notorious fucking like asshole. Though. Like he's been dead for a long time, but like you know pills. for. For his legacy, all the stories I've heard of him was just notorious asshole, just very racist, and very you know, misogynistic. Isn't it funny that the two the two outwardly uh, really angry people are two of the biggest Western stars of yeah. all time? Yeah, Clint Eastwood and, and uh, uh, John Wayne. Yeah, and you know what? Westerns are um, many. There's many good westerns out there, you know, and so it's not a knock on that genre, no. but I think like you know the genre like kind of. You know, has like a bit of a romanticization of like you know, uh, America, American, life American, on, like manifest order. destiny almost. Yeah. You know, it's like a romanticization of ra- manifest destiny, of ruggedness, individualism. You know, Taking it's like down the all, all the things you know that like you know conservative culture in America values like is kind of exemplified in westerns although if you watch like a very good western like the treasure of the Sierra Madre like that a lot of that's subverted in in stuff like yeah the treasure of the Sierra Madre yeah no of course I'm not shitting on the genre at all I just think it's just very interesting you know and I don't know I I think at the time this really didn't get like a ton of play it was more looked at like 
Yeah. Isn't Definitely it Definitely a little bit before its time, too. Like, in the 70s, talking also, about also, stuff like Marlon that. Marlon Brando, also kind of cool. Nobody was batting an eyelash <laughs> kinda, at the Kind of cool. It's kind of gangster that he won the be- uh, best actor for mm-hmm. The Godfather, and he was like, you know what? I'm not going to accept the award, and mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, care, you know, I'm going to bring up this activist to speak mm. in my place i'm yeah. like that's that's pretty cool yeah that's a yeah yeah. Mm. I don't, yeah i don't know much about marlon brando either other Me neither. than just you know the godfather and apocalypse now um but yeah that's you know i think definitely ahead of its time you know 100%. nowadays hollywood does all that kind of stuff yeah, and they do it performatively and virtue signaling Lee, you know, but back then, like, I think that's definitely both him and Little Feather um, take a risk in, in doing something like that. And oh, yeah. you hear when she gets up there, she's met with like booze. booze half yeah. of it, it's like half applause. Half applause. And then half yeah. booze, you know, which is like so fucking weird to see this day and age. Like someone being like, hey, can we like not make a mockery and, and ridicule, you know, right. Native and Americans then, and then, in but all then, our media? But then now, if they do like a moment where like celebrating the excellency of of uh, African American actors, mm-hmm. right? And do something like that and then conservatives will be like, oh, oh, oh. What about the white people? <laughs> How come there's no white press? That's essentially what, what, what Clint Eastwood's reaction is. Is like, what about the white people? What about the cowboys? Yeah. What about them? Do you think you Clint know? Eastwood would have been offended by the word cracker? <laughs> I don't think anybody in their right mind I'm not going to go here again I don't think anybody in their right mind is offended by the word cracker unless it, it gives fuel to their outrage fire yeah you know so so the, I thought this was a very interesting moment and kind of like retrospectively looking at the Oscars like mm. and you know there there's also another moment I'd like to touch on which I'm going to I'm going to stop again mm-hmm. cutting another clip here you go fellas uh, uh, on uh, behalf of our producers Kathleen Glenn and Michael Donovan from Canada, um, I'd like to thank the Academy for this. I've invited uh, my fellow documentary nominees on the stage with us, and we would like to. They are here. They are here in solidarity with me because we like nonfiction. We like nonfiction and we live in fictitious times. We live in a time where we have fictitious election results that elects a fictitious president. We, we live in a time where we have a man sending us to war for fictitious reasons, whether it's the fictition of duct tape or the fictitious of orange alerts. We are against this war, Mr. Bush. Shame on you, Mr. Bush. Shame on you. And any time you've got the Pope and the Dixie Chicks against you, your time is up. So that was Michael Moore mm-hmm. in 2003. Um, Basically calling out Bush for yeah. being a tyrant. <laughs> and the war in Iraq. And yeah. end the war in Iraq. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting. You said that you've actually seen the movie Bowling for Columbine. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, just like the main point is uh, explain it. Uh, I would say like, yeah, the main point is kind of what he was saying um, in, in, in his press interview. 
um, where, you know, he's just kind of talking about America's cultural relationship with violence and how um, essentially, you know, it uses co- the Columbine uh, shooting kind of like as a basis, you know, but he's asked the question like, oh, why is like violence inherently ingrained in such a way in, in, in America that that, you know, young kids at this high school, you know, felt like they should go and shoot it up, but then also kind of connects like this manufactured consent for violence to, you know, um, how, you know, the wars overseas, the war in Iraq and other wars, you know, can kind of, you know, to find support for that, like, you know, to, to within the American public, the lust for violence, like makes it easier to wage war abroad, you know, so he's kind of, he kind of connects the two events of both, you know, Columbine shooting and the wars in Iraq, you know, um, and just how the American, that That sounds, that sounds very interesting. Yeah. Essentially like how the American public engages with violence and how accepting we are of violence. You know, like I, I previously mentioned 24 was created out of, uh, all of the terrorist panic. And like the whole idea of the show was we're going to stop terrorists. You got 24 hours to stop this terrorist attack. God damn it. But yeah, like, like straight up, like, like the reason why I bring up 24 is because 24 is constantly cited as like one of like the biggest examples of what, like, the mindset was in like the early 2000s yeah. especially post 9-11 and like he says there too is he's like you know oh um saddam hussein isn't gonna kill come and kill you or me tonight you know he's like that's kind of you know the bullshit lie we've been fed in order to you know in order for us to be supportive of this war you know so <clears throat> right yeah. Yeah. No. No. Totally. And uh, I, I was making uh, of jokes about comparing Michael Moore to Donald Trump because he also brings up the notorious 2000 uh, election mm-hmm. where um, where I think it was in Florida, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> where there was a lot of there's a lot of sketchy stuff. It's a very it's an interesting story. It was like a very close election. Like apparently there, it was only like. Uh, it was like so close between Bush and Gore. It, they were like separated by like ten thousand votes. Yeah. Um. And uh, <clears throat> and I guess this like was Al the Gore, hanging Chad uh, uh, conundrum, right? Was this? I, I don't know what it, if it. I don't know what its name is referred to as, but like Al Gore's campaign asked for a recount in Florida, right? And um, Bush um and his used his political connections to basically go to the supreme court yeah. and and ask them to you know block any recount happening dad ex head yeah. of the cia definitely yeah. and also ex president yeah. so. <laughs> <clears throat> and also at the time his brother was the governor of that's Florida. right that's yeah. right that's jeb. i forgot about jeb. that jeb <laughs> play jeb so Lousy you know people jeb. have always you know referred to that one kind of as like a stolen election you know and now obviously you say that and you think of the donald trump um, election and election fraud claims um but you know like whether or not like i don't think you know al gore didn't go around afterwards saying oh i was you know this election was fake and it was stolen from me they simply asked for a recount and they were denied that recount because the voting was so close right right right. you know yeah, so, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I guess Michael Moore, you know, this is three years after that, Michael Moore took this moment yeah. at the Oscars to, yeah, say, 
hey, we don't support this war in Iraq, and the American people uh, don't, and the yeah. majority of us don't want this. And yeah, I mean, there was again, it was kind of like Little Feather when she went up to to talk to the to the Oscars crowd in nineteen seventies, and it's like kind of half cheers, half booze. Yeah, you know, which I think is interesting when you <clears throat> think about like how Hollywood is, you know, always kind of considered, or like you know, the stereotype of Hollywood politically. Is always like, oh, they're all liberals, they're all lefties, and they all, like, agree on the same things, but, you know, like, I guess you have these moments, and you can see that, like, you know, there's obviously some more division there, and also, you have to remember in this time, too, um, there was a lot of support for George Bush, you oh, know, yeah. just Post publicly and in the yeah. media, yeah, <clears throat> like, it wasn't until, like, a few years later where, you know, people really soured on him yeah. and soured um, on that, you know, so yeah, again, like, I think this is also a little bit of a Michael Moore moment ahead of his time, because I think now political talk is always like, you know, uh, I feel like a given yeah. at the Oscars. I heard that at this one, I wasn't watching it, but they kept making a point of being like, say gay, you know, with DeSantis is don't say gay bill. And so, yeah, this Oscars got to use this as their virtue signaling moment in their performative politics to be like, gay, we can say gay, 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 or whatever, you know, <laughs> in protest. <clears throat> quotes and look because now it's look, all performative we, we, michael moore's i don't think was performative no like, no, no he was no. really speaking from the heart we were legitimate we covered the um don't say gay stuff yeah and we were also like yeah those laws are fucked up but don't be cringe don't be cringe about it why you gotta be like we're saying gay yeah, yeah. well because like you know we've talked about this before with like this it's just like the performative <clears throat> nature of that kind of right. stuff makes it look disingenuous performative politics. And, yeah it makes it look like virtue signaling yeah. And looks but dishonest. This, but this was like, and th- this is how you know. And I'm not not comparing this at all to like the Will Smith. It's more uh, in line with the like the Little Feather incident. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting. He was like, you. Uh, he's like the the oh, the news tomorrow will be not uh, Chicago sweeps the Oscars. It'll be Michael Moore hijacked the Oscars. Yeah. Which I, th- I find is interesting because in both scenarios with Little Feather and Michael Moore is that you can see that like there's like kind of like this group thing. There's this like, hey, this is like this. This is like we're, we're not we're not we're we're just keeping it light. We're having nice, light fun. We don't yeah. need to, you know, we don't need to bring serious issues into this. But like, you know, using it as a moment to shit on bush yeah you know and 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 like i said in 2003 that's like kickoff of the afghanistan war iraq iraq war sorry that was the invasion of iraq you're right Mm -hmm. um uh when was afghanistan was it It was like pretty immediately after 9-11 so it was like late 2001 or early 2002 okay so um yeah it was the invasion of iraq and like you said bush was very popular people saw him as you know like strong for you know whatever they thought like and there was the whole wmds the yellow cake you mm-hmm. know all all of the manufactured consent that got us into that yeah, war there's like a, you know a lot of things that happened um that you know the media kind of like how they how they you know formed a narrative Mem- about remember like, the, um, the anthrax scare that was oh, like yeah, that the was, anthrax uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> like that you're was... gonna like i remember people were like so scared like you know we were just kids when that stuff was happening but people were like check all your mail make sure there's no anthrax and yeah. i'm like who the fuck's gonna be just sending anthrax you know powder to random yeah. addresses you know what that's like, like... <laughs> it was it was like in the beginning of covid when people were like if you get delivery wipe down your gr- wipe down your deliveries wipe down your groceries <laughs> i'm like 
Look, if if the difference between me catching COVID and not catching COVID is wiping down my groceries, I'll take that shot. <laughs> I'll take that shot. That was like thinking, like I'm not wiping down yeah. my fucking groceries. Like, like come on, like it's, it's just like that's like over the top. But yeah, you're right. You know, like um, um, what was I gonna say? Anthrax. Um, no, it wasn't about the anthrax. Um, okay, yeah. Um, the way the media framed the 9-11 terrorist attacks, yes. and a lot of Americans still believe this to this day, is they're like, oh, they hate us. They hate our way of yeah, life. Yeah, remember, remember they that. They hate who we are. They remember, hate our freedom, man. Yeah, you remember you know? remember the stories about, like, in New Jersey, there was mm-hmm. Muslims dancing on uh, the rooftops. There was, like, that fake, fake story yeah. that got passed around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, they were definitely trying to manufacture a narrative that, yeah, they hate us. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and, so I think, you know, a lot of people did, like, reality, honestly, like, you know, 9-11 shook people, even yeah. though, I, you know, myself included, like, you know, even though I was a kid, you know, 9-11 shook people, oh, and yeah. I think a lot of people were just scared and confused yeah. and just kind of, like, shocked. You know, if they're, so, if they're, like, you could tell yeah. you, during that time, like, you know, the country kind of rallied around Bush. Probably maybe one of the his better moments of his presidency was guiding the country through that, you know, national tragedy sure. and disaster. But, you know, because of that, like, he essentially had free reign to do whatever he wanted. In fact, I've heard, like, you know, leaked, you know, discussions within the Bush administration where they're like, we could have invaded anybody. We could have fucking invaded Canada. You know, there was <laughs> yeah. so much just, yeah. like, solidarity within America, but then, like, just also anger yeah. and confusion and grief that they're all like, we had, like, essentially, like, free reign. We but, could have gone and inv- invaded any country we wanted. But no one pointed. <laughs> out the fact that the hijackers were Saudis and the Saudis were our allies but you know oh they were of different nationalities oh they were yeah, I thought yeah. they were there's, Saudi there is Saudis there is Egyptians there okay. is a Lebanese hijacker yeah. um, oddly though none of them were from Iraq or Afghanistan yes. that's always yes. the interesting thing, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah so um and you know like uh, I believe Mohammed Atta probably the most famous of the yeah. hijackers you know, obviously, I would say Osama bin Laden, but he obviously was not on the plane. No. Muhammad Atta, I believe he was Egyptian. Mm. Yeah. And he's probably the most famous uh, of the hijackers. Right. Um, and, you know, and it's, like, crazy, like, to think about, like, what happened afterward. All the injustices at, you know, Guantanamo Bay. Um, like, remember, there was, like, uh, was this around the same time where there was the... Fa- I don't know if it was at Guantanamo Bay... Hmm. But it was like the the girl who Are was you like of Abu Ghraib. Abu yeah, Ghraib. That wasn't yeah. at Guantanamo Bay. It was at a prison in in Iraq. But yeah, right. they, were, they were just torturing people and just treating the prisoners horribly. Yeah, they were like treating them like dogs. Yeah, like it was. It's yeah, they were like naked at all times and like yeah. they would stack them up and cover them in There's shit. The, what, and... What's the, what's the famous picture? It's like a girl smoking a cigarette. Oh yeah, like with... pointing at the naked dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's. <clears throat> it's disturbing. I'm and pretty sure she's in federal prison right to this yeah. day. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, There's also the famous picture where it's it's an eerie picture, um, where it's like a guy standing on like a box or a stool or something, but he has like this black cloak on, yes. and his like hands are connected to some wires. I think they're like torturing him with like electricity, or that was always my assumption. But his like fingers are like connected yeah. to some wires, and he's got like this black cloak on that yeah. looks like almost like a Halloween costume yeah. as Obama said we torture some folks <laughs> <laughs> and you know um it just yeah it's 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 in, like so what you're saying is 
Will Smith did 9-11. Yes, Will Smith did. He, <laughs> I'll show you. I did actually see a meme about <laughs> it. was Will Smith slapping the two towers. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, in just like kind of bringing this together with the Little Feather incident is that what I find interesting about this is that these were two moments where there was like such like a, like, like a group think that even... When when someone comes and like brings up something that's political in a legitimate way, right, and not like a performative way of where like you know like like you said, I think both the moments, um, little finger, little, fe- little, fe- little I was trying so hard not to say little finger, <laughs> little feather, and Michael Moore are honestly legitimately that like that took some guts to get oh, up 100%. At, at that time. And in that moment to say yeah. something as they did, you know, it took guts and it doesn't, and it, and, but it's, it's not as virtue signaling or as performative as like most of what goes on at, at the Oscars and the no, Academy yeah. Awards. Yeah. yeah. You know, typically, so those, you know, moments I think are, you know, a little bit more impactful and stronger yeah. because, you know, that's like, they're going they're stepping out of line almost, yeah. you know, you can, you can talk politics at the Oscars as long as it's, you know, in line with what, you know, everybody's agreed is okay yeah. to say, you know, like, yeah, Oh, but you go it's to, okay to say yeah. gay. That's easy. You know, especially yeah. in this time. In but you know, and, like, and you know, whatever. especially with the Michael Moore thing, Michael Moore, like a famous leftist, mm-hmm. you know, he like goes up and like straight up, like he's calling out the administration at a time where it's, it's, it's like you said, it take, it took a lot of guts mm. to a lot of guts to do that because like going up against like such like a, like kind of like a hive mind like that. Mm. Like, even though they may not, they might have different opinions politically. Well, afterward in the press conference, I think a point he was trying to make was he was like, Hey, a lot of people agree with me, but yeah. right now it's kind of all that's overshadowed. All the dissent is overshadowed right now by the media. media. Yeah. And, and just like, it's hard to speak out right now against this war, just due to the climate and nature of how America was feeling. And at those that time. who speak out against the war and how they're viewed. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, just to wrap this up, I want to talk about one last Oscar story, and it's okay. one of my favorites, and this has nothing to do with someone, but it does have with someone ruining the Oscars. I love, there's a retelling of the incident where, um, remember where Moonlight had won the Oscar, but, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And who it, did they read it for? Was it La It La was La La, La, La Land. Land. Yeah, yeah. So they thought La La Land had won, for those of you who didn't know. And what happened was there was a guy who was uh, in charge of the envelope, but he was so he was such a star fucker that he was walking around just taking. He's like, oh my god, look at all these celebrities! Oh. And Isn't he used to that? He's working for the Academy Awards. Wouldn't he be used to seeing? Yeah, but I think I th- so. The way it works with the Academy is that the accountants know who wins, mm-hmm. but production doesn't. Oh. Yeah. Right, so the accountants know who win. Why don't they just tell everybody? Let everybody in on it. I guess it's because, like, okay, for example, if you're working for, exa- for, for example, the, for the Oscars, there was a, backstage. There, you should know who wins. Yeah, no, no, right. You should, but remember, but the production doesn't know, and you know that by I think it was it was either last year or the year before. I think it was last year because uh, when that guy Chadwick Boseman died. Mm-hmm. 
that he was in this movie called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and he was nominated for Best Actor. And they were leading up to it, like being like, "This is going to be a beautiful moment post mortem Oscar." Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is Anthony Hopkins wins, but mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there. <laughs> so not only had they been building up, and they they switched up because usually Best Picture is the last one. Yeah, and they made Best Actor the last one because they wanted to leave it off on a good feel good <laughs> note, and it got ruined and spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not like talking shit on Chadwick Boseman. I just love the fact that like I like it when things go awry, <laughs> and just like and with the the La La Land Moonlight debacle, I I love. I love the fact that the guy was just so he was like taking pictures backstage and he was told multiple times not to be on his phone. <laughs> it sounds like me at my job. And I guess he gave the taking pictures yeah. and on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess uh, he had given like the wrong envelope. I don't know why they'd even have, but that's why that whole situation had won. And that's why, like, a guy a guy runs out. He's like, no, La La Land didn't win. It was Moonlight. And everyone's like, thank you, good night. Let's go. <laughs> and I don't know. I just I I love those two moments, especially. I love I love that one, but I really love the fact that that they were like trying so hard to make it be like this is going to be such a great moment when Chadwick Boseman wins. He was like, look, by all telling Chadwick Boseman apparently was like a very nice person. Mm-hmm. He was like suffering with Yeah, I, what's weird is he died and then I found out about him. So he was like a relatively new actor or at least yes, new to the came, mainstream. He came to prominence by playing Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah. But what was interesting is that I think he had leukemia. Oh, really? I he had he had some kind of cancer, but I think it was leukemia. And uh, apparently he was like, like in his last two years, like he was filming movies and knowing that he's going to die, but he wasn't Mm -hmm. really telling anybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he was like kind of, you know, it's his private business. Yeah. But um, and who's out there, you know, moping around like I have Luke. Like, you know, you're just trying to live your life. You you know, live your last few years being like, yep, I'm going to die. He was a Chad. <laughs> um, he 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 was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna d- do as many movies as I can before I die," and that that's mm-hmm. that. And you know, that's I think that's a pretty it's a pretty cool, pretty cool sentiment. But the yeah, the Oscars were like, "Yeah, we're gonna, oh yeah, we're gonna have our moment, moment. our special it's, it's moment. gonna be, oh and we're my gonna God. honor Chadwick, and everybody's gonna love it and feel good, and, and it just got <laughs> we can also spoiled. look special because he's black, and that'll score us some points. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Oscars not so white. Yeah. Yeah, huh? <laughs> You know, that's one that's, uh, you can tell it's bothered the, the Oscars, you know, production and After whoever runs After the Oscars, it. so white, hashtag. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's bothered them. And you you mentioned that with Parasite, too, where they had Parasite when everything. They're like, see, that's totally, we can totally make sure that it's not just an all-white, you know, victory sweep. Yeah, uh, and then they were like, foreign films matter, too. And then, you know, it's funny, is when Trump was in office, he's like, what happened to the classic American movies? This movie Parasite won. I don't even care. <laughs> I mean, like he was like, like I remember people being upset because a a foreign film had won, but it's just like it's just it's look the Oscars in summation is purely performative, but there's a couple and there's some moments where something real happens and it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like look, 
it is kind of like the Oscars, what they are at their core is kind of like just a weird thing where it's all like the top celebrities get together to all kind of congratulate themselves, you know, yes. like, oh, great job. Yeah. Good job. You know, like, an, doctor, you doctor, know, yeah. doctor, doctor, doctor. <laughs> an upper echelon essentially of American society all gets together to congratulate themselves and feels it's very like vanity and narcissistic yes. oh, yeah. and, and kind of like a lot of vanity. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, but what I think about all these moments and I, that's why I don't watch it. Well, not the only reason also, because I feel like I'd be bored watching it, but um, that's the main reason why. But yeah. like, I think at its core is like, and you know, we talked about last week about not using this word or this word kind of being overused these days, but I would say the Oscar are cringe a lot of times truly cringe yeah <laughs> and truly. a lot of cringe happens there at yeah. the Oscars from Will Smith to all these other moments we've just been going over yeah like, it's cringe although the Will Smith moment was kind of fantastic it was, it was awesome. awesome it was, it was awesome. awesome it was the, awesome probably the best Oscar moment in, in a long in time history yeah <laughs> <laughs> screw Michael Moore trying to bring attention the slap was better all right so I think this in summation ends our Oscar coverage. We've done 60 minutes on just talking about the Oscars straight. But Fuck we, that shit. Fuck Oscar's stupid. Okay, but you know, I have one more story and yeah. it's about an Oscars after party. Oh yeah. So I uh, can't wait when we go to the to the <clears throat> podcast uh, version of the Oscars and we get to accept our our podcast award for for uh, <laughs> most annoying podcasters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The, we'll um, get a Peabody award. Yeah, we'll be the uh, the um, w- two million and fifth person to have created a podcast. We'll get a Peabody award. Yeah. So, um, th- this is entitled this uh, article I found. Are A-listers past protesters and police to attend Jay Z's Oscar bash? So Jay Z's Oscar party was held. Was at, there. Was held. Was yeah, Zach was, was there. Yeah. Um, was uh, at the held at the Chateau Marmont and was attended by a a, a lot of A list stars, but apparently the two who didn't didn't go in who were invited, mm-hmm. one being uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Don't know. He's the dude who is in Sorry to Bother You, and he's oh, in okay, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Casey Affleck. Ben Affleck's brother. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) He was invited? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So, interestingly, they actually, Casey Affleck was talking to the protesters. He's like, yeah, you know what? I won't go in. (laughs) Good guy. Anyway. So, um, they were holding this event, like I said, at the Chateau Marmont. And there was protesters by former workers calling for a boycott of the iconic hotel. Now, in the article, they weren't they weren't protesting Jay Z's presence. There were no, no, no. They weren't <laughs> protesting. But it was more. When you first told me this, I that's what I was thinking that they're out there like protesting Jay Z yeah. and his party, being like, "Fuck those people. They suck." <laughs> Someone described suck. the crowd as a few star and some D list wannabes <laughs> at Jay Z's party. Yeah. Okay. So basically. Um, I was one of the few stars. Yeah, yeah. Most dude. well known for my great podcasting skills. Yeah, uh, Jay Z wa- asked for me personally. He personally texted me. Yeah, and he's like, "Love your podcast. <clears throat> Please come to my party." So, uh, the iconic Los Angeles hotel has been subject. And then he was to like, an- "Don't bring Bosco." <laughs> the iconic Los Angeles hotel has been subject to an ongoing boy- boycott since 2020. Nearly 250 of the hotel's employees were let go at the beginning of the pandemic, allegedly without insurance or severance. 
and also there's been the allegations of racial discrimination and harassment. Mm. And typical. Uh, workers want to go back there and work there and change the way that it does business. They want to make sure people are treated with respect, which is understandable, you know, and especially since things are lightening up, you know, I think we're coming into a lot of these problems now, Mm -hmm. people going back to work being like, Hey, we're not doing it like last time. We we deserve more and good on them. I mean, I also think I heard recently and, uh, some Kroger's, I think it was yeah. in LA. Uh, it was like a decent sized grocery chain. Uh, they're protesting, right? They're striking. Right on. And I, lo- I love it. I lo- anytime, every time I see that there's like a pro, like there's like a, a, a labor protest, I'm like, hell yeah. That's like, yeah. that's like, I mean, you've covered many of them on the show, and I yeah. say good on you for connecting your labor coverage to the Oscars. Yeah. Great connection. <clears throat> That's right. There's there's going to be a labor story. I, I, you know, if we're going to talk about the Oscars, I'm going to find a labor story <laughs> to talk about it, all right? <clears throat> so, what I thought was interesting was that, and this was what uh, <clears throat> someone... So, Beyonce arrived adorned in 400 carats of bling and a $4,000 tennis bag. <laughs> 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 and so, the interesting part was that there was, uh, this is a report from a protester. There was enormous security and a police force at JC in the Chateau called in. Uh, a local union, uh, 11 co-president Kurt Peterson said, I've never seen so many private security guards in my life in one event. Isn't it kind of funny that Jay-Z is about fighting, uh, fighting back against the man and he had enormous support from the police. Mm-hmm. Kind of an interesting point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess when you're rich, it doesn't, you know, <laughs> that's the ultimate, the class You is give ult- the lip service, but at the end of the day, keep, keep the poor people yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. And remember like, like the NFL after, you know, being called racist after the handling of, of Colin Kaepernick, Jay-Z yeah. went and worked and did a deal with the NFL to like, kind of like basically do the halftime shows. <laughs> and that's that's basically what it was and like it's like a partnership but like to be like hey look the NFL likes this black guy likes this rich black guy like yeah you know what I mean it's like you're not really solving any of the the actual problems that Colin Kaepernick was you know like that that caused the outrage machine against Colin Kaepernick no support from the league whatsoever anyway um so yeah, so and the, he's like, by now Jay Z and Beyonce must be aware that the Chateau's workers have sh- spoken out about being mistreated. They should be leveraging and moving their dollars elsewhere in solidarity with the people they claim to support and who are calling out for justice. True, very true. If you're gonna be like, you know, like, hey, we're we're all about social justice, and then you're gonna, you know, be like, but we want to have we want to have this party at this iconic hotel and you know yeah they may have mistreated workers in the past and it's their clout party too essentially like why yeah. else would you host a po- if you're jay-z or another super like famous person why else would you host a post oscars or post Grammys or post whatever party if anything other than for the clout that you right. that you get you know? yeah and so um i just i just wanted to bring this this one up because um I just think it's interesting, you know, kind of like the optics of it, of being like, you know, a lot of these people would claim like, hey, 
I, they're probably, you know, they're probably like, hey, Slavo Ukraine, I stand with Ukraine, <laughs> or whatever the, the, you know, like, they probably have, you know, Ukrainian flags in their bio. By the way, here in Morgan Hill, I saw that they, at the gym I go to, they hoisted a Ukrainian flag on the flagpole. Really? Yes. <laughs> um, oh, <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, they're basically just like, whatever is going on at the time that everyone's outraged about, they, they'll act like, hey, we're, we're, I, I have my support, you know. Yeah. I mean, the lip service. Yes. Yeah. Basically, like, they're all giving about, like, the same amount of energy as, like, the uh, Imagine video in the mm. beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they'll just be like, hey, yeah, we support this stuff. But then, you know, when faced with, like, like an actual conundrum, they're just like, well, we'll just hire more security and, and you know, make sure that the police... Um, are there as well and you know so that we can keep the rabble rousers under you know and you know you know as like some of the rich celebrities walked in they were like oh look at these poors <laughs> look at these poors they're trying to ruin our good time <laughs> <clears throat> who do you think said that um, if you had to guess a celebrity that would right, be let me, attending let me look, Jay-Z's party let, but I would also let me look that. at let me look at some of the guests that they, they said were there let, let me ask you this while you're looking are you telling me that celebrities are phony, bro? Yeah, dude. No, what? Yeah. No way. Okay, I'm trying. I'm looking at the names. Um, <laughs> this is a weird list. Um, well, you saw my name at the top, obviously. Yes, yeah, this is Zach. <laughs> Just uh, Zach. Gabrielle <laughs> Union, Spike Lee, Issa Rae, uh, Jane Fonda, Martin Sheen. <laughs> okay, it was Martin I, Sheen. It was, oh, Martin, you can put that on Martin nah, Sheen. No, I'm not gonna. Tom Morello. <laughs> Tom Morello, interesting. David Diggs of. Um, if I had a party, I'd definitely invite Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and Sarah Silverman. Okay. Oh, oh, wait, wait. These are the people who have publicly backed the boycott. Oh, oh. I was like Tom Morello. Interesting. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> I, that's there? because Scabbing? I have poor reading skills. So, okay, those are the people. So yeah, so they don't really say the people that are going. But um, I told you, you who, were about to put that on Martin. Sheen. Okay, wait. Here we go. Here's the list of the people who did go: Snoop Dogg, Rihanna, Kim Kardashian, John oh, Hamm. Of course, that sounds more. Zoe like Kravitz, it. French Montana. Although yeah. I will have no Zoe Kravitz slander. Fuck Zoe Kravitz. No Zoe. Kravitz. No John Ham slander. How dare you? <laughs> I'll slander John Ham all day. I'll slander Zoe Kravitz all day. You're no. just jumping on the Zoe Kravitz bandwagon. I, I, I've always It'll liked die her. Down in a few. I've always thought she was very pretty. All right. DJ Khaled. This <laughs> just P. Sound, this sounds ins- like an insufferable crowd. Yeah. Um, I just hang if, out with John Hamm. Who's going to be like the poorest Kim Kardashian? 100%. Oh, yeah. She's going to be oh, like yeah. the that's poorest. A, that's a give me. Yeah. That's a give me. As soon as you hear that yeah. list. Yeah. That she's the one that's like, oh, keep him away. Yeah. <laughs> can, I get a, can I get an armed escort in? Yeah. And D- DJ Khaled's like. I don't like, want to smell him. <laughs> I don't. Look at them. Look at them. <laughs> we just keep winning and winning. God. He, we the best. When's the last time he's been relevant? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, just quick story. Wanted to bring it up. Thought it was interesting. You got any thoughts on it? Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, look, if I'm going to be fair, and I don't know why it would be fair to Jay-Z and these other celebrities, but yeah. I guess to maybe be fair, like... You know, it's, I guess, a celebratory night, and, okay, yeah, there's a protest happening out there. Maybe it's not a good look. It's definitely not a good look to go in there and kind of walk around the picket line and be like, yeah, but 
I guess I could see where you're like, well, is me going to this party going to change anything? Oh, wait, me hold not on. going. Vin Diesel was also there. Just in oh, case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, whenever I think of Vin Diesel, I always think of that clip. I think I sent it to you a while mm. back, but it's this one where he's uh, hitting on this like uh, Brazilian reporter. Mm. And he's like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. And he's like <laughs> the whole time. It's dude, it's so cringe. Um, anyway. But, yeah, I mean, like, look, I could... I could be like, why Why didn't you just move it to a different hotel where, like, a protest isn't happening or something? But, like, I guess I could see, like, you know, maybe the thought process of being like, well, is me hosting this party or attending this party going to change anything? Am I hurting anybody? And I guess, like, your answer would be like, oh, no, it's just a party. Like, whatever. Who cares? But, like, if, you know. But, like, you know. But also, like, just because of your clout and your place you know, in, in, in the public eye, you know, it's probably not a good look to go in there and ha and host this party and to go and attend it. The better look would be to, you know, maybe acknowledge the protesters and be like, okay, I acknowledge you guys are here protesting and I support that. And because of that, I'm, you know, we're not going to go in and to the, and have this party or whatever. Right. I think but, that's, I think that's pretty well put. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. That, that's just the nature of a celebrity, though. They should fucking know that. And I bet they do, but they probably just didn't give a fuck. They all wanted to go and fucking talk to fucking Look, DJ Khaled and this, Vin Diesel. They were probably the life of that party. That's my guess. Vin <laughs> Diesel is the life of that party. <laughs> Bro, have you ever listened to Vin Diesel's music? No. Why the fuck <laughs> oh, would it's I so do good. That? Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, and it's just like, look, it it's a bad look, and it's like, a very easily solved one. There's plenty of places I'm sure in LA they could have held in a post Oscar party that was exclusive. Yeah. It didn't have to be at this. Why did they have it at somebody's house? They all live there, don't they? Yeah, dude. <laughs> what about a house party? What they're too uh, they're too good for a house no, party? I think like a lot of it. What it is is like they like the name of the Chateau Marmont. Like they yeah. want to have that party there because it's a you know like you said it's a prestigious iconic hotel. And Jay Z like come on. I mean you've listened to his music. I'm not a big Jay Z fan, but like he's always like a he always dropped luxury name brands. Sure, he was yeah. always kind of like an image guy if anything like i you know right you know talking about reeboks or fucking not reeboks was he reebok i don't know but his maybach Ma maybach music Maybach. that's yeah. his music I, that's the name of he's named his music production company after a car you know a luxury car like you know that's just kind of the guy he is he's just rather you know forget he does i think he's been out out of touch with whatever previous life he lived before fame so long that he's completely you know, just kind of a wash in, you know, luxury and, and, and fame and celebrity that, like, I don't think he really... Yeah, he gives lip service when his pub PR team probably tells him to, but other than that, you th you think he's thinking about shit like that? I seriously doubt it. He's just thinking about yeah. hosting this party, boosting his clout, and talking to Vin Diesel. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, dude, let's be honest. I mean, that's what I'd want to do. Yeah. If I was there, fuck everyone else. I'm hanging out with Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel, dude. I want to get Vin Diesel and, and, and John ham and and dj khaled and play cards <laughs> no that's my ideal <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so i just wanted to quickly bring yeah, yeah, that yeah. up um you know as we're coming to the end we got uh we got a couple more short stories okay. one i just wanted to kind of joke about a little bit i'm okay. oh, sorry did you have another thought to add on to no. uh, okay sorry fuck em. moving on so Power I'm to not, the people. I'm not one what of happened, these. Jay -Z? <laughs> I'm not one of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get him, King. Um, so 
this story, I I normally wouldn't like hyper focus on things Donald Trump says or does. You okay? <laughs> I, I don't. If you if that's your statement about how you about it, then that's okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't like to hyper focus like uh, as far as like t- when talking about politics, like bringing everything around to Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was so funny dude it was so funny that i missed him being on twitter <laughs> like, i missed donald trump from the moment his account got deleted i was upset yeah because i was like what the fuck dude he always had fire get takes tweets from? <laughs> yeah dude he had always had fire takes so apparently donald trump hit a hole in one because he, go- yeah. he golfs all the time so i'm gonna read you his statement in my best impersonation possible he has his own like you know statement yeah. publisher now because he they took tweet. his Twitter away, yeah. and so now he's got to issue these statements, which are his from own from the tweets. desk of the forty fifth president Donald Trump. <laughs> Many people are asking, so I'll give it to you now. It is a hundred percent true. While playing with the legendary golfer Ernie Els, winner of four majors and approximately 72 other tournaments. Me and him came together and we helped solve the war in Ukraine. We got a go, go hold of Putin. No, even he came better. came to play golf Even with better. Gene Sowers, the winner of the Senior U.S. Open. Ken Duke and Mike Goods, both excellent tour players. I made a hole-in-one. It took place at the Trump International Golf Club. Always got to have a plug there. <laughs> On the seventh hole, which was playing 181 yards into a slight wind. I hit a five iron, which sailed magnificently into the air, a rather strong wind. With approximately five feet of cut, whereupon it bounced twice and went clank into the hole. These great tour players noticed it before I did because their eyes are slightly better. I side note, I love the fact that he said that they're slightly better because they're not like they're not like much better, but he's like, they're slightly better. I'm still the best, but they're slightly better. This is my modesty. <laughs> um but on but on that hole one hole only, their swings weren't. Anyways, there's a lot of chatter about it. Quite exciting. And, <laughs> there's a lot of chatter about that. <laughs> and people everywhere seem to be asking for the facts. <laughs> Playing with that group of the most wonderful talented players was a lot of fun. Okay, this is my favorite part. The match with Ernie with me and me. With no strokes against Gene, Mike, and Ken. I won't tell you who won because I'm a very modest individual. (laughs) And you will then say, I was bragging. And I don't like people who brag. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, it was so fucking funny. I was just like, I I love the fact that he he slid in there that he won. (laughs) And he was just saying like, I don't like to brag, (laughs) but... You know, I don't like people who brag, but yeah, you know. 
Oh my god, dude! It was so, dude. The the, the I just loved the writing of it because it just felt like so street. I felt like I, I I miss him, dude. I miss him so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now you can still hear from him if you want. You can subscribe to his no, his I'm website. Good. I'm good. Well, uh, well, you know, this is how he. This is Donald Trump. He's basically back to doing what he was doing before he's president, and that's you know kind of on Twitter. <laughs> you know, but now he gets to throw on the presidential stamp of approval onto yeah. all his things. You know. So <laughs> I'm very important people, but the part that makes that's that's that uh, I couldn't even say without laughing was that many people are asking about it. They're asking how did it happen? Where did it happen? Who was there? <laughs> it's like no one was asking. <laughs> no one was asking. Like you just wanted to brag that you got a hold of one, but I just love. That he was our president and he's so petty, dude. He's just so <laughs> petty. And he's just like, I gotta let people know about this. This is this Trump, is he's out there, as the kids say, he's thriving. Dude, he's, he's thriving, thriving in post presidency. He's thriving. He's he looks a lot better. Post presidency wears him well. Yeah, and he you know what? He's he, he's out there golfing with elite golfers, and I really wanted to know how with that game slightly went. better eyesight. <laughs> slightly better. I, you know what? I really wanted to know how that game went. I was I was trying to follow like the live tweets of it, but it was hard to find his private event. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad that he satiated my lust for for some some tidbit of, of info about Donald Trump's personal day to day comings and goings. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and I, so this was just a morsel, just a little morsel, just for me. Hunger, famish. Do you think? Do you think? Famish for think, info you, about Donald Trump. Do you think Trump. Donald Trump has a diary? Because <laughs> dear diary. Yeah, the world's today, his diary. What? The world's his diary. That's true, that's true. He publishes things like this. This is yeah. just yeah, this is him writing in his diary and then sending it out to everybody to <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. I, I, I just thought it was really funny and I just kinda wanted to bring it here and goof on it. I thought it was funny. So last And you just said it yourself, you miss him. And I miss I him just too. miss we his all, takes. His takes we were always him. so fucking crazy and they were he just was, it was like having the most insane cartoonish character as our president and now yeah. I mean like he's obviously even still... more so than Bush. <laughs> <laughs> like Bush was pretty like a character yeah. caricature like decently, but fucking Trump is full on it's a full on cartoon. Is <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> it's just I just thought the fact that he was just like I get it, I get a banger. Everybody's gonna love to hear. This <laughs> Everyone's one. gonna love to hear. Many people are asking, even though no one's asking, but many people are asking. <laughs> you know, it would be my dream what? to have Donald Trump on this podcast. That's right. I'm well, still, well, I'm still keeping it low, lower though. Well, my dream still is Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Trump yeah. would be the pinnacle. If yeah. I got an inner sit down with Donald Trump for like oh. any an interview or just, oh. a, I would want to keep it a casual podcast. That yeah. would, oh my god, that would, I that would make everything like kind of take like the I would an- quit podcasting after take that. the take like the Andrew from like Calif- Cal uh Andrew Callahan from Channel Five route where you just kind of like you don't like argue with them about politics but you goad them into talking about politics. I just want to have a, not even a political conversation just hear whatever is on his mind whatever is on his let mind. me tell you what's on my mind I think he, I think Trump Trump would like me too. Yeah, I think I think my personality. Look at this guy over things. here. This guy, this guy is my guy. Let me tell you, this guy Zach, he's good. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> so, to end off with Trump, 
would talk about one last thing you want uh, wanted to bring up <clears throat> quickly about uh, um, the, the freedom rally. Convoy. Yeah, the, the people's convoy. The people's convoy. Um, yeah, we. If you remember, we talked about this a, a few weeks ago. I told you right when it was it was still stirring up because what they did was they drove across the country. They started in like L.A. or something and drove across the country. So I was telling you um, that basically there was um, it was a lot less organized or it was a lot a lot less steam behind it. Let's put it that way. A lot less steam behind right. it than the uh, Canadian uh, Ottawa trucker uh, rally that you know inspired this so and i you know we can make any assumptions we want about this like oh was some you know political you know groups right wing i think i said it was astroturf organized well yeah the argument about the canadian one is one thing but this american one like clearly looks oh no this is homegrown baby this is some homegrown this is some bathtub gin all right they're like we need it we need it we need an american version and i kind of told you that like you know their idea was they'd go around and they clog up the beltway yeah dc area surrounded by look just like just like uh, just like you know with movies you know they go like hey here's a great foreign film they're like we need an american version <laughs> so, yeah. so we had the foreign protest. we need so, the american version um oh crap i had it up here i pulled up the uh, thing i was looking at um but you know basically when i was covering it uh telling you about it a couple weeks ago i was like look it doesn't look like this is has any of the passion or 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 mo- motive, mem- momentum behind it that uh, the that Canadian the Canadian one, one had, and it seems that um, unfortunately, the People's Convoy, so lovingly named, um, has apparently disbanded at this point and this is an article off the washington washington washingtonian um weird weird name but anyways um it's titled the trucker convoy will leave dc without accomplishing anything (laughs) Um, oh man so apparently they were um parked essentially in this area uh in dc called haggerstown for weeks um and they kind of just you know kind of were just an inconvenience and a nuisance yeah (laughs) to the people of dc um you know there wasn't a whole lot of you know politic political pa- well they did do obviously their their right wing ranting and stuff but it just it wasn't covered in the media that much well you know there why cuz no- Putin he launched a war to distract <laughs> us from this there's no life behind it and the members of the convoy reportedly said that locals flipped them off yelled at them told them to go home (laughs) and and from time to time would intentionally slow down the convoy by having just a single single bicyclist right in the very front (laughs) intentionally slowing them down So, and obviously the protesters became more and more frustrated with what was obviously a very directionless protest. I don't think these people really knew why they were out there other than to just be like, rah, rah, I hate the government, rah, rah. Um, You know, so obviously, you know, there's no, there's no goal there. There's no purpose. They're very directionless. Obviously, a lot of frustrations built. Um, 
Some convoy participants reportedly got, became violent as the days went on and no end in sight. No, no, <laughs> no orders were received. They just became antsy <laughs> and got violent. Wait, you're telling me that JFK Jr. didn't give them their <laughs> marching orders? JFK Jr. did not show up. Um, some of them complained that the authorities were intentionally closing exits of the highway, forcing them to piss themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're used to it. They're, they've gone feral, okay? They're, they're used to it. So, now the convoy reports that, you know, I, it's at completely out of steam, but they say they're leaving D.C. because we gotta go back to L.A., back to, not L.A., back to California to protest, you know, California legislation. It's basically just a far... California! It's basically just, like, kind of a far-right circle jerk, and they don't really have any mission or statement or purpose or drive other than to just be like, ah, the liberals suck, and I hate the government, and kind of just drive around annoying everybody with those types of antics. Although I did... At the end of the day, that's the biggest thing they are, is just a nuisance. <laughs> I did think that this, kind of, this quote about uh, the... Uh, participants of this convoy the people's convoy um so somebody um uh, this guy jared holt a resident fellow at atlantic council's digital forensic research lab called the convoy quote a sort of gathering of the juggalos for grandparents and uncles who've had their brains turned to taffy by facebook end quote <laughs> love it so very true very true um um, okay, uh, continuing that quote, Moore describes it as, quote, like, going to Coachella, but awful. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wasn't there another one you were reading me earlier where it was like, it was like the gathering of the Juggalos? Yeah, that's but, the one I just said. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the gathering of the Juggalos, but for just right-wingers, essentially. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of, uh, to end this, his his quotes off he says there's a lot of people in that community whose political beliefs made them quite lonely within their own family unit and Aww. it's yeah <laughs> and it seems that they found a new family here with the people's convoy so that's pretty much the gist look, of it look it wasn't about the change but it was about the friends you made along the way <laughs> the people's convoy <laughs> leave dc with only really um you know they also spent a lot of their time yelling at dc residents saying that they were evil and brainwashed but look, they, they made friends. They but made friends. It, it, it seems like not much was accomplished other than just kind of annoying the residents of D.C. And yeah, making friends, I guess. Like Joining I said. with other like-minded, far-right, um, white, mostly white, middle-aged um, individuals. So you Victims can all of come divorce together court. and talk about <laughs> spiritual warfare and the liberal media's war on our spirits. Yeah. My um, wife's divorce attorney is causing <laughs> spiritual warfare on me, damn it. <laughs> and, um, you know, basically rage about the government. And, you know, I mean, you know how the pandemic has kind of like shift, like had a massive impact on how politics is discussed in our country. Sure. You know, like a lot of people who weren't political prior to the pandemic became either, you know, started following politics for the first time in their lives or um, became much more entrenched in, you know, their far right beliefs. Um, you know, so the pandemic, especially when it comes to right wing politics in our country, did a lot of good for the for the far right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it was interesting. I was listening to that story about the woman who uh, not 
not a Babbitt, but another woman who died. Maybe it was Babbitt. I don't know. A woman, uh, one of the deaths at the insurrection. Yeah, Ashley Babbitt and, was but one there, of them. Yeah, but I think there's a second one because I don't think it was her. But this was a, f- a couple months ago that I heard her family was being interviewed. And they asked her and they're all like, so was she like always like, you know, was she always, you know, like this? Was she always a big, you know, conservative or right winger? And they were like, she never said a political word until maybe about six months uh before the election occurred yeah yeah and they're all like so in the span of like half a year and i mean look we've seen this happen you know time and time again yeah um what the pandemic did and the mixture of both trump and the pandemic and i think our media is is most is very much true and also social media i think there's a lot of i don't think it's just one factor you know you can look at the big picture and say oh it was trump facebook it was definitely pandemic, had a large facebook play, yeah. the media social media it fbi plants definitely like was used like manipulated a lot of people into first awfully becoming much more political than they already were and overtly political um you know and also on the same vein kind of pushed a lot of people who had a new had a a, a political awakening during this past couple of years to the far right and i awakened as a, a nationalist <laughs> <laughs> and now we see kind of like what essentially you could boil it down i think where a lot of americans have ended up especially a lot of these people are middle-aged and white and middle class to um you know and i think that maybe this people's convoy is a good representation of like that i it's a minority of americans yeah. too i don't think this is representative of our country and um you know and the general think, public brother. opinion but a lot of them just became very i think disenfranchised you know yeah. people became disenfranchised disillusioned with the system not you know, economically viable and and angry and angry yeah. and upset and lonely too um yeah so, you know like all, like when i think about like a lot of like the cutards and they all found a community here. I think yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make they with all, this people's yeah. convoy is, yeah, there's no direction. The The main point of it is that you get there with your like-minded brethren and just scream because you're angry, essentially. It's like yeah. group therapy en masse. They're yeah. going to be like, I hate the liberals. I hate the government. <laughs> I hate CNN. Yeah. Ah! And you I drive, hate my ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> and then you drive around all kind of shouting, I love freedom. I love America, but I hate all the lefties or whatever. You know? Goddamn communists. And there's no like clear direction or any real solid ideology no. other than... And then, just you know, reactionary yeah, bullshit. Yeah. So no real ideology, no clear goal or mission, and you know, just almost like an outlet for for people's pent up anger to be expressed through right wing, you know, far right, nationalistic, yeah. anti government politics. And I hate the government too. I've always hated them, you know. But it's just what you see right now from the far right is kind of this strange take on like they attribute a lot more of their woes to the government than I think is necessarily truly the case you know um a lot of people's woes i think are economic based you know and obviously the government has its part to play but like i think people attribute a lot more yeah well i don't like these social welfare queens (laughs) all right so i mean what you have here with 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 the people's convoy is like i've been saying 
they come together they they get to all exchange their crazy ideas too because this is the moments i guarantee you amongst the people's convoy a lot of those late night conversations having beer with you know you know uncle teddy you know you get to hear a lot of stuff about you know satanists and the government you know uh you know i'm sure there was tons of hillary clinton talk you know the hillary clinton body counts and you know (laughs) evil evil satanic democrats i guarantee you this is what the conversations were like most of the time amidst uh you know these guys oh covid's uh, conspiracy covid's fake a lot of anti-vax stuff probably yeah all you stuff know. we're very well familiar with yeah so in summation r.i.p what was it the freedom the, people's convoy the self people's convoy people's convoy but they're still going apparently according to them they're now returning to california to go fight the radical commie government good. Good on here them. in california good on them and brave basically heroes just do more yelling and yeah. more screaming yeah. and more complaining and which is their right as americans of course but like they're you know, just annoying you want to have some goal or mission, but instead I think what you have here is just kind of like a fucking clusterfuck of people coming together to exchange more of their bullshit because a lot of their, their grievances are based off of misinformation that's been spread on social media and stuff. And you know, that's why like, you know, like what we're talking about prior to this, when we're talking, when I was talking about how I really enjoyed Callahan's video about him following yeah that was a good video channel five when he was talking to them like i was thinking i'm like i i hear these people's anger at the very most you know i do i don't agree with them politically or ideologically but i hear their anger and i sympathize with that you know but like it, it it really is like just a wash and kind of just it's nonsense. Not, it's not spiritual warfare. Yeah, well, that's what it's they, class warfare. Yeah, yeah. Well, they 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 direct. You know, they they're like it's obviously like they feel like there's a war being raged on them, right? Like they're they feel the oppression from somewhere. They don't know what it is, so they're just grasping for straws. Whatever it is that they see online, whatever circles they're part of, tells them, oh, there's a war being raged upon your spirit. Whatever the fuck that means, I don't know, but like, you know, they'll yeah. tell you it means uh they're you know, they're coming for the heart of they're America. Big fans of Scientology. You know, they're they're coming for the heart <laughs> of America and they're trying to poison the American spirit and the individual spirit and try and like lower your uh fucking spiritual Dating vibrations levels. or something and like all these things we've seen over the past few years is all the result of this you know hidden spiritual war that you know who who knows like if you just take a minute to ask them like okay what what do you mean spiritual warfare who's raging this and what are their end goals you know you won't really get a solid answer maybe more insane ramblings but yeah you know well but they're still going and they're returning to california with more of their when you when you have a political you know, uh, mission like this, you need to have, I think, definitely clear, defined goals. I think the Black Lives Matter well, protest. Oh, actually, I, I got in a 20, better, in the summer. Of I got a better one for you. Hmm. Occupy Wall Street. Yes. Occupy yes, Wall good, Street was it was a good example too. of that, where there was, you know, it was justified anger of you know them being like, how come the government, you know. Uh, will support these banks, but they yeah. won't support me. Yeah, protect the one percent, and you know, yeah. make sure that money flows to the one yeah. percent. And yeah. look, are they are they, are the, some of the people there crunchy and funny to laugh at? Sure, okay. Are you gonna see some like fat dude in a in a guy fox mask? One hundred percent. But you know what? You know, like. They didn't have any goals. Yeah. Their their goal yeah. was just like, hey, we're gonna occupy this area, yeah. and but like it's like okay, but like w- when are you gonna like what are you fighting for? You're just fighting, like you like know. you're upset, and we hear that, and you're we right. we all agree that there's something fucked up with our system, 
but yeah, if you don't have any clear defined goal or, 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 you know, demand of some kind, like, you know, you're really just going to be left flailing in the wind essentially, which is, yeah, what happened with Occupy, which seems like what's happening with the convoy. Even I would say with a lot of the protests in the summer of 2020, the Black Lives Matter yeah. protests, you know, there was a lot of momentum that yeah, the, didn't, yeah, it didn't go anywhere. And then, you know, you ended up with that weird, you know, uh, don't go no go zone in Seattle where oh, they're trying yeah. to live like uh, a commune Chaz, or something. Chaz. You know, and it's like, yeah. okay, like what is the, the mission here? What's the end game? Like what change are we trying to, to see happen, you know? Yeah. And it's really just like, oh, we're upset, we're you know, partying. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? If you're upset and you want to send us your ramblings, send it to Bash Brothers Pod at protonmail.com. We'll take anything at this point. We're begging for it. Nothing yet? Nothing yet. What if I look at the email right now and there's something? All right, all right, let's see. Here, we'll up. pause it. All right, well, we did actually get one. We did this actually is get one. This, this is an exciting this moment. Is, this is good. I, you know, we, we didn't <laughs> I'm check. I'm glad I told you the check. Um, We got... um, <clears throat> Just finished the Whiplash review episode after mm. getting a chance to watch the movie, and I thought you guys had some interesting takes on the piece. Even though I do agree with Zach about the semi-trick scene being a change of pace, I agree with Bosco... <clears throat> about the high rating nonetheless. Hmm. Keep up the good work, guys. Also, for consideration on the music theme, you can go sort uh, with a sort of rankings of rock legend biopics, stuff like The Dirt, Rocket Man, Bohemian Rhapsody, to older adaptations like Walk the Line and the Doors. You could even open it hmm. up to other genres of music-type biopics like Selena and Ray. Selena is actually, I, I've heard, is actually a pretty good one. Hmm. Or if you're looking for a single movie to watch and review, I think this is Spinal Tap, which is yes. banger. We, we actually <laughs> talked about that one. Again, keep up the good vibes. Wishing you the best, Shane Murphy. Well, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend like I... Wait, wait, someone just said... Wait, okay, okay, this is a phishing attempt. It said, someone, hello, can I ask you a quick favor, please? <laughs> Say, okay. <laughs> what can I do for you today, my good sir? All right, well, we, you know what? We got our first... We got our first... Um... We got our first response. Thank you for the feedback, Shane. Thank you. For thank the you for the taking the time. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to formulate that. I appreciate that. And I like that. the suggestions for the, I did. for the movies too. I did. We're gonna, we're gonna, um, we're gonna try to like. I, I think we need to kind of like sit down and kind of like figure out like what we want to do. The if we want to do like themed movie reviews, you mm -hmm. know, as far as like, you know different movies i think we need to kind of flush it out and yeah. then we'll we'll figure it out we're still you know we're still very green but we're mm. you know we want to try some stuff that's yeah. all it's like a lot of experimental like, oh this podcast is avant-garde yeah we're experimenting dude. yeah dude we're <laughs> fucking so avant-garde it's ridiculous all right well that's enough rambling from the both of us thank you for listening thank you for loving thank you for being you and as always stay dangerous go people's convoy <laughs> <laughs> It's so very lonely, their only desire is to die But I'm afraid it doesn't make me smile I wish I could laugh But that joke isn't funny anymore It's too close to home and it's too near the bone
really struck me I just might die 